This cookout 400 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon store. Exclusive perks and content are available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter what the day has like been before. When I see your face and hear that music, Cody, it makes the day that much better. Of course, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, smiling as always. I'm Rod Gomez, and we are getting ready for short track action at Richmond. Baby, I can't wait for this. Oh, yes, excited. How can you not be happy when you think about the seven amazing races we had this past weekend? And we've got another, what, three, four, five of them this weekend again. Oh, so much fun. So much racing to bet on. Been having a lot of success lately. Ready to have some more success. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm back to Richmond, a track we've already been to once this season. Man, the way the things have been going lately, it's been uh, been, been pretty fun racing here in, in NASCAR lately. Really has, too. And you know what's crazy? So I'm sitting in a pizza joint. Uh, Roundtable Pizza, by the way, which uh, is my division for Scott Fishbowl, whether you guys care or not. I don't know, it's kind of funny. But I'm sitting there in Roundtable, and I'm, I'm looking up at the screen, and I'm, I'm seeing cars racing, and I was like, what the? What's going on? They were showing a Madera short track race uh, in Madera, California, and I'm over here like... You know, looking. I'm grabbing my phone, looking for odds on on that race. That can't can't take the the gambler out of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there's racing all over the place, and you can just throw throw a brick and hit something racing lately. So I'm having a, a blast right. doing this. Yeah, no, so much fun again. A lot of racing this week. Uh, we've got all three NASCAR series in action. Of course, we're going to talk about the Cup Series today. They're racing at Richmond. Like I said, second time they've been here this season. The trucks also accompanying them at Richmond. We'll have an episode for that later this week. Xfinity Series over at Road America. Um, so a little road racing action for them. You got F1 is in Belgium for the uh, the Grand Prix there. And the Belgian Grand Prix. And then SRX, of course, on Thursday Night Thunder yet again. Uh, they are racing somewhere. That's very exciting. <laughs> it's uh, So it's, uh, I, I have it up here real quick. It is the... Let's see. Uh, the name of the race or the name of the track rod is uh, shoot. Where is it? Oh yeah, motor motor mile motor mile, motor mile. Yep, motor mile speedway. So. Yep, in Virginia. So. Yeah. So that's gonna be uh, again, just man, uh, fun fun weekend of racing. We can bet on all those races, and uh, it's gonna be a great time. 
It will be a great time indeed. So yeah, so as it lays out, obviously we'll do the cups, we'll do the Xfinity, we'll do the trucks, and then uh, tune into the IndyCar, okay, the F1 Gambling Podcast, uh, as we got greenlit to do an Indy recap. Maybe we'll even toss some extra bets out to you for uh, for some of the series that we got going on. If you're, so. uh, if you're looking for your SRX stuff, I would check that episode out. Spoiler alert. And then of course our normal F1 Gambling Podcast, so uh fantastical stuff going on uh cody is there any pressing news other than the fact that uh you know we know denny hamlin and his saga continues on uh with kyle larson i know kyle's like listen i'm just gonna have to wreck the guy from now on yeah i I mean uh yeah that's that's really the only news is all the uh all the uh rivalries from this past weekend uh, the 77's making a crew chief change. Kevin Bono Mannion's gonna be the interim crew chief. Uh, I, you know, I mean, uh, yay! Um, uh-huh. maybe they'll move from 36 to 35th. I don't, I don't uh, know. No, what no. Let's gonna, give them 34th. Let's at least give them a couple. Uh, of 34th them. might be a tall task. Uh, so that's I, you true. know, I don't, it's not really, not really that newsworthy, but uh, that's about all I got for you. One note I did want to make. Um, if you're, and again, I have not even looked at Rod's bets yet. I should do that. But if you're planning betting AJ Allmendinger in the cup series this week, um, I would like to note that because he is racing the Xfinity series race in road America, he is going to miss practice and qualifying for the cup series. Um, it's not been announced, but I will assume someone likely a truck series driver will jump in to his car, practice it, try to make adjustments there as, as they can and qualify it. But likely will not be there for uh, practice or qualifying for the cup series. So something to note, he'll, he would have to start in the back. Even if somebody qualifies, somebody could qualify his car in the pole. If you change the driver, he'd have to start in the back. So uh, likely will be the case for AJ Allmendinger this weekend. I feel like that's not really a fantastic strategy. I know, I know colleagues looking for wins. I know AJ is the, the guy to bring in to get those wins, he's, but he's plus 100 to win the Xfinity. Oh my God. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's, that's. Uh, I mean, and it, he should be. I, he's. We'll talk about it when we get to the Xfinity. It's. It's going to be hard not to just throw the whole fucking house at that because he is so good. I mean, he's all time leadingest, you know, guy on road courses, and I think that's part of him not enjoying things lately. Is this is where he gets to go enjoy it now? He's in a heated battle for the playoff cutoff line, so interesting there where they're choosing to allow him to still do that or whatever the case is but uh yeah we can talk about that more when we get to the xfinity series side of things but i just wanted to caution you i don't think uh i don't, I don't have any i don't have any bets on him on AJ, but no. something to keep in mind if you do plan on betting him this weekend he is likely going to have an uphill battle not going to have practice not going to have qualifying so when he gets in that car he's not going to have shaken it down at all and uh you know could be could be much more of an uphill battle for him Speculative play in DFS, I'm sure. I'll probably look into that a little more as far as what his finishing position is. So. Something to note, too, though. If somebody does qualify his car, he will be scored from where the car qualifies, mm. not from him starting in the rear. So Oof. another another note there as well. So if it's a poor qualifying effort and he's going to start near the back anyways, then yes, maybe you consider him. But if he, that car qualifies 10th or 15th, he's going to be scored from that position, even though he would drop to the rear. Maybe we need to create a uh, after the pod episode for our SGP Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling. 
sign up for the SGP Patreon. Like I said, there's exclusive content behind that wall that we will build for you and give you extra special content. You get merch contests exclusively for you, plus a monthly SGP and Stories podcast and ad-free, uncensored show highlights, the best stories from decades of being DJs. Plus, there's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support the SGPN, as you always do. If you want in on that, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Patreon. Got to talk to Sean and Ryan about uh, what kind of extra content they want from us. Do they want uh, completely uncensored Rod and Cody in a in a? I feel like we're already fairly completely uncensored, but uh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Who knows? What? Uh, yeah, they haven't they haven't hit us up yet for the the Patreon stuff. So, Super uh, parlays building for that. <laughs> I I don't know what it's it so. Um, all right. Of course, we said it is the Cookout 400. It is at the Richmond Raceway. They will be racing 400 laps around this 7.750 mile paved track for 300 miles. Exactly. Not 301. Not getting cute. Not 299.56925. No. 300 flat miles. Uh, 400 represents the laps, not the mileage. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's 36 cars on the entry list, right? I don't see any extras here this time. Yeah, just your, your normal 36. Um, you've got, oh boy, I had it. I think Newman is back in the 51, the 51. I think it's Yaley in the 15 and Correct. BJ is in the 78 gold star for you, my friend. Yeah. So, BJ's uh, in the 78. Yeah. Nothing. The three, the three notables from Bob Pockers. Again, those aren't really that notable but those are are the three cars that aren't full-time drivers so those are the three cars that he'll list who uh who is in them but yeah again other than that i mean there really has not been much news this week uh truex and harvick cars went to r&d usually we find out about results on that on wednesday so maybe there will be something juicy for tomorrow's pod but yeah it's pretty uh pretty slow news week so far this week uh, it has been fun to hear everyone's different takes on on the Larson Hamlin thing, and uh, and how everybody feels about that, and everybody bringing up the examples of, you know, Larson wrecked Elliott last year at Watkins Glen to win a race, and and Hamlin's gotten wrecked before, and did they really touch, and all the, all the fun stuff. But uh, yeah, otherwise, man, that's we might we might be time to jump into the bets early tonight, Rod. I think we're going to, but I I just love that SMT data now has become the catch-all for everything. They're like it's it's almost like when when you interview a, a football player or even and they go, "Oh yeah, well, you know, we'll go back and we'll watch the tape." That's that's what it's turned into now. It's like, "Ah, well, you know, we'll go back and check the SMT data and we'll see what it says." It's like, "Bro, yeah, you know if hey, you hit him or hey, not." Yeah, everybody's that well, but I Maybe know, they don't. I know. There's so many things yeah. going on at that speed and so many bumps and things and the air. I mean, how many times have we heard a guy say, oh, he just spun me. And then you look and they're not. They're like two feet away from him. But the two air was inches. disturbed. So it felt like, you know, it felt like, yeah, they did, but they didn't touch him. So I don't know. The data doesn't lie. Right. But we all well, see that everybody's got access to that now. So that's the that's the go to 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 get away with it. But again, I, I don't really think that Denny did anything wrong. You're, you're racing you're trying to win these races and and uh, so I, I can't remember who it was but i think it was probably the guys on door bumper clear but they made a good point like denny hamlin to kyle larson that's like a 20 point playoff point swing where he took 
five points away from Larson at Kansas. He took five points away from Larson at Pocono. He got five points at Kansas, and he got five points at Pocono. That's 20 points. If it comes down to Martinsville and Hamlin gets into the final four in the championship round over Larson by 19 points or less, it's because of how those two races finished. And then he wins a championship all of a sudden. Now Denny Hamlin, don't laugh when I say this, Denny Hamlin, a Cup Series champion, in addition to his 50 wins, one of only 16 drivers or whatever to make it to 50 wins, like his Hall resume, are, he's already in the Hall of Fame. We know that, but like talk about the one thing that's glaring. Three-time Daytona 500, like, and all because of how he ends up racing at these two races potentially, or even if it's, if it's 10 points or less, you can point right back to Pocono. I mean, you're out here to win. We play it in the open every single time we come onto this show. Tony Stewart says, I'll wreck my own mother to win a championship. And if you're a true competitor, you can't argue with that. And uh, it's, I mean, yeah. I, and he didn't even, he didn't just flat out wreck him either. He just sprayed him out of room, which that's the way to do it. <laughs> I we gotta, you gotta be honest with yourself too. When you're watching this sport, like, and I know that there's these, these, band of folks that say gentlemen racers and all that other stuff and that's fine and and it's like that when you get out on the road right i mean you're supposed to live by a certain code but yet you still see people that cut corners you still see people that cut people off it's like we live in a world where that kind of stuff happens so you either understand that the especially at a race car where the inches mean everything so you know they got to grab an inch and they've got to be able to to squeeze you and and give you it, it it's not a, it's not up to them whether or not you lift you know, they, they have that real estate and they're trying to get that real estate for the win. If you lift, you lift. If you don't, you don't. Right. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what it all boils down to. Yeah, exactly. And shout out to my guys over at seriously fast meet motorsports. Uh, he just sent out the, the Facebook message the other day, man, dot, dot, dot. Some of y'all would have hated Dale Earnhardt and like such a good point. Like, that's why I got the nickname intimidated. loved so much about Dale Earnhardt was this type of racing and, and he does it, and then he gives that little smile, like it's gonna be all right. And uh, I mean, again, you're not comparing Denny to Dale, but that's the types of things that Dale would do, and and he would actually use the bumper. Look at Terry Labonte, I mean, multiple times, and just yeah. So whatever, racing is racing. Again, it wasn't overly egregious. I think it's time to move on. Kyle Larson not gonna pay him back because Kyle Larson doesn't do it, and maybe. You know, and I think Denny's at this point learned. I think that Denny got pushed around so much that he's going to do the pushing now, and maybe Kyle Larson gets there at some point. Uh, I mean, he's done his fair share of pushing again. Go back and look at Watkins Glen. He forces Elliott off the track and wins that race last season. So, you know, it's they all they all have him come. They all have him go. Everybody gets mad in the moments how it goes, but they're probably out doing a, an escape room or golfing today anyways. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, listen, it... it Denny Hamlin doesn't have much time left anyway, so whatevs. I'm sure he'll take the, the swan song out. But uh, Joe Gibbs said he's got 10 more years at, at Gibbs. So. <laughs> 10 more years. <laughs> Crotchety old man at 10 more years. Get, telling all the kids got off his lawn. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I think you're right, Cody. I think it's time to get into the bets, but... Let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy before we do. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in tons of markets, maybe even yours. Plus, you got plenty of opportunities to win in their daily NBA MLB contests. And of course, 
also NASCAR. We'll talk about that too during our DFS show. We'll continue to do so because it's a lot of fun and we've been actually doing pretty well at it. Uh, and of course, you can make sure to enter the Best Ball Mania 4 where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right, Cody, it is real, like real quick. Oh, yes, go for it. we get into the bets, go NASCAR just tweeted this out. Oh, Who could be the next driver to reach 50 Cup Series wins like Denny Hamlin? The next four closest active drivers, Kozlowski at 35. Mm, nope. Truex Jr. at 34. Logano at 32. And Kyle Larson at 21. The first one to reach 50? The first one to get to 50. I mean, obviously, I the, the first impulse is Larson, Logano. right? It's, well, it's got to be Larson. No. because. But he does have an 11. I mean, Logano has an 11 race lead over him. It's a lot for 11 races. And we've seen that it's not given anymore for Kyle Larson to go out and win 500 races. So uh, I'm going to say Logano because he's he's still young enough, right? I mean, yeah, Truex, I'd be surprised if, if Keselowski or Truex made it to 50 before they retire. I think yeah. that's probably a pretty, pretty far bar out just for uh, Truex. If he if he continues to have seasons like this, but still, but even have to have enough of them, he wins three or four seasons, or you know, three or four races a season. It's a lot of seasons left to get to to get that high. So I think Logano and Larson, if they both have full careers and you know do a full NASCAR career, will easily get to fifty. Uh, but it will be interesting to see which one gets there first. Obviously, Logano with the the eleven race head start. What would you handicap that? Would you put the plus money on Logano or Larson? Man. It's almost like it's almost just even money, right? Like I, I know Logano's really good, but he's do, he's not dominant like Larson can be. And we just saw Larson two seasons ago win ten races, could have won probably more in that season. Pocono last turn blows a you know tire, and there was other examples throughout that season where he probably could have won more. Uh, and so I mean, if Larson comes out in the next two or three years and has another eight ten win season, all of a sudden he's caught up with Logano. I would I would actually put my money on Larson. I think this is almost like the perfect head start, though. It's, you know, you, you start the faster kid a little farther back and you have him race and see who gets there first. And I think that Larson might be the faster kid, but uh, Logano's still pretty good in his own right, right? That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's true, though. I, I can't argue with that at all. So speaking yeah, of Larson and Logano, good discussion. they're both pretty good <laughs> on this track here at Richmond. Uh, and it's time, I think, we start talking about other guys that are good on this track. Cody, how are we starting off our betting card today? Yeah, give me Christopher Bell to finish in the top five, plus 110 over on Caesars Rod. Um, this is from Ryan over at iFantasy Race. Taking a lot of stuff from him. He's got, if you're not following him, you're wrong. Uh, at, at, yeah, exactly. At iFantasyRace on Twitter. Um, I think it's iFantasyRace.com or, or something is his website. We'll, we'll look into that and tell you for sure. It is iFantasyRace.com. Uh, it's a great site. I know that Ryan's a listener, so shout out to him. Um, but love him, love all the stats he has. But, uh, some stuff he, man, we're on the same page this week. Uh, some stuff that he, he, tweeted out over there bell is five for five finishing second to sixth place in the last five races at richmond um and then just going back and look at what he's done here lately right he was sixth place at pocono extremely fast at new hampshire he was on the pole had some pit issues got in trouble ends up spinning out late right and doesn't get the good finish but he was good there seventh place at nashville 
Um, he was fourth earlier this season at Richmond, sixth at Phoenix earlier this season as well. Similar tracks. So love Christopher Bell this week. And uh, yeah, with Ryan saying again that that five for five finishing in the top six, basically, in the last five races here. Give me Christopher Bell plus money, plus 110 over on Caesars to get in the top five. Yeah, the top five market was a little difficult, so I, I do like Christopher Bell. I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, again, I just, I, I'm so weary about how he ends up getting in trouble. Uh, and, and I know that the numbers don't back it up, but when your eyes see it, you tend to believe it. You know what I'm saying? It does. And see, I've tried to fade him recently on some head-to-heads, and like he's just... He's not always one of the better cars. It's it's not super often that he's one of the best cars out there. Or you think he's going to win? Uh, New Hampshire, I think, was a little bit of a difference, but even then, had some troubles. But he just consistently gets good finishes. And like you look at the point standings, he's third place in the point standings. Like that goes to show you that he's having a consistent finish. It's quiet a lot of the times. He kind of shows up at the end of the race, but he is getting these good finishes and throwing out. Atlanta and Chicago and New Hampshire because of what happened there. So you gotta gotta make some exceptions to it, right? But otherwise, lately he's been getting some pretty good solid finishes, a bunch of top seven finishes in that that last stretch of races, minus those three where obviously Atlanta and Chicago are just wild cards. So you can't you can't count those into statistics. And then the New Hampshire thing, he was fast, he looked good. It just they had kept kicking themselves in the foot and then he ended up spinning out, I think, out of frustration late. So uh but it's Man, it's quiet, but he's just getting there every time, and he's really good at Richmond as well. Yeah, that's what, like my eyes. Anytime I try to convince them sometimes that the numbers say something different, it's it's never fun, and it doesn't go very well half the time. But I will say for Christopher Bell, uh, you, you want to talk about your, your buddy at iFantasy Race. Uh, he's got him third on the total speed rankings here. Uh, lap 1 to 100, he had eighth place, fourth place, or fourth ranked, third, second, fourth. He finished fourth in that race, so... Uh, green all across that chart, so I, I'll back you on that one. Um, let's throw up Kevin. He is, Har- uh, it's plus one twenty over on Bet three sixty five. So That's what I'm saying. Even better odds for you. Oh, there you go. Plus money, better plus money for that. Um, all right, I'll take Kevin Harvick as a top five car. Almost don't have to say anything more than that. This is at plus one ten again. That's it's plus money for Kevin Harvick, who, if you look at the last three races here, has finished second. He won and finished fifth. Three top five finishes in a row. He finished eighth place in 2021 in the fall. Uh, and then, you know, just this guy is is fantastical. When you look at his driver rankings here on this uh, track at all, it's ridiculous. Like, he has got... Uh, Rod, where are you at, man? Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I felt last week with my notes. I just swear I didn't to God. know where I was ever. <laughs> you know what it is? It's a soccer. Uh yeah, but Kevin Harvick on this track is just fantastic. Like that's that's what I'm saying. He's got three top five finishes in a row. I was making my point right where I needed to be. So to me, he's got two fourth place finishes now in a row. Right, fourth place, fourth place, fourth place allowed, and fourth place at Pocono. He's getting back to his old form, and you know he's starting to, to wear down his career. The season's almost coming to an end. He needs to push it again if he wants to leave more of a legacy than a 30th place finish at Atlanta, a 29th place finish at Chicago. and a 20- He's got to wipe that out of people's memories. He wants to put good finishes in their minds. And again, plus 110 for a guy that's done this three seasons in a row and twice in the last two races. Give me that all day. Yeah, and Kevin Harvick won here last year. Rod had it nailed. 
bet on him right. to win this race. I did, uh, this I? was a this was a good one for you. Um, but yeah, man, I love Kevin Hart. I hate that the books are on him a little bit more this week. I hate that part of it, but Stuart Haas is fast on short, flat tracks. Rod, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about that some more in a little bit. It's back on the back on certain drivers again this week that we like to fade other weeks. We'll get to that in a minute. But Ryan Blaney, top 10, plus 100 over on Caesars. I love this play for Blaney this week. Um, short, flat track rankings, according to ifantasyrace.com again. Our buddy Ryan over there. Ryan Blaney is fifth with an average speed rank of seventh in those. Um, at Richmond in the spring race, if you remember, he had a penalty for speeding, and then he had a penalty for removing equipment, and then I think he's still getting penalized in that race, and just things did not go well. He ends up finishing 26, so a bad result there. But last season, he was 10th place in one of the races, 7th in the spring race where he led 128 laps earlier this season second place at phoenix uh these penske cars both logano and blaney very good on this type of track we saw it from logano a couple weeks ago at new hampshire again i think he ended up finishing second that day uh they're just they pop up and they're really good in ford specifically this week is going to show the parody again of of nascar and where things are at um just going through the odds board and i want to pull it up but it is so, and we'll talk about this when we get to the outright winners. There are so many guys you can make a case for this week, like Truex, Hamlin, Lawson, Harvick, eh, Bell, maybe not to win, but you, the case can be made. Kyle Busch, William Byron, and Logano, Ellie. I mean, there are plenty of guys on this list of all three manufacturers. Fords have been very strong on the short tracks. Chevrolet, we know they're always good. Toyota has been dominating as of late. So it's going to be a good combination of a lot of different guys this week um, that could be doing things. But Ryan Blaney, to only finish in the top 10 at plus 100, come on, he's only got to beat a third of the field, basically. Uh, and we know how good Blaney is, and we know he could, he could even be good enough to win this type of race. Led 122 laps here last season. Uh, so give me Ryan Blaney, top 10 finish, plus 100. Yeah, I was on Blaney too, and then I opened up the dock, and so were you. So I just uh, I just chose to go a different direction. But yeah, definitely, I, I like Blaney. He's just got to, once again, Cody, another one of those drivers that when you watch the race, you see him get in trouble, and that's all yeah. you well, remember. That, that should be the thing that's brought up, right? I mean, last week, jumps out, takes the lead on that restart. Then a cylinder. How often do guys just drop a cylinder? It doesn't happen, but it happens to Ryan Blaney, the pit crew. Over and 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 continue to mess him up, right? He was speeding here in the spring. Then they left the wrench in the window and he removed it from the pit. Like Blaney does have a lot of things that follow him, a lot of things that happen. So he could come out, he could be the fastest car in this race, and something could go wrong. If it does, you've got if you bet on him, expect something to go wrong because it likely will. But he's got that ability to get you good, strong finishes. He should have a good, fast car. I'm going to rely on that and hope that things fall his way this time. Uh, and so, so I do like the top 10 for him. Speaking of good, fast cars, we talked about Joe Gibbs racing being great mm-hmm. on this track. Let's talk about the grandson, Ty Gibbs. Top, top 10 odds for him are at plus 160. Absolutely love this for Ty Gibbs. 
Why? Well, because he's done it before. He did it last or earlier this year. He finished in ninth place after starting 14th. Uh, was a great, great car all day long. Managed to find his way up to ninth place. Unfortunately, we did not get to see a good finish out of him in his first race here. Uh, engine problems got him out. But look, Ty Gibbs, it, it hasn't been a record banner year for him all the way around. Only six top tens on the season in 21 starts, but he did get fifth place last week at Pocono. And it was a shocking little fifth place at Pocono, right? I mean, that was his first top five of the season. And I think what that did was signaled good things to come because he looked, he got, he managed to stay out of trouble. He managed to keep himself clean. He managed to just sort of do what he needed to do to get up to the front. In fact, even led four laps in this for a, for a hot minute. I think people probably forgot that he led some laps in that uh, four of his nine total laps that he's led this season. Uh, yeah. And, and look, he's been in the top 10. He was in the top 10 in Chicago. We knew that already, but that was a pretty much a road course. He was a top 10 at Bristol dirt ninth at Richmond early. Like I said, ninth at Austin ninth in Atlanta. Good solid finishes for him all season long, but maybe this fifth place might've woken up that 54 team to get them inside the top 10 week after week. And at plus 160 for a car, that's Joe Gibbs equipment that knows how to get around this track. You know, now he's got another year under his belt. The spring race, I think Ty Gibbs as a top 10 is a good bet. I love this bet. I love Ty Gibbs this week. I'm going to jump ahead. I've got a bet on Ty Gibbs as well. Um, I'm going to take him over Tyler Reddick, minus 120. At first glance, it might be like, oh boy, sure you want to do that. But I am positive that I want to do that. Ty Gibbs coming off a career best. Fifth place finish last week, like you said, at Pocono. Great run. Now he's got a full season under his belt. He stepped in the car for Kurt Busch after the injury in practice or qualifying. It might have been at Pocono last year. He's raced at Pocono again this year. It's a full season. Now he's working on starting his second season. He's into that sophomore year already, Rod. He is going to continue to impress. These Gibbs cars have been fast, fast, fast. Truex every week. Hamlin's been pretty quick every week. Christopher Bell I just made a case for. Gibbs continues to improve. Right now, he's only 28 points outside of the playoffs. He could potentially get into the playoffs. It's a little bit of an outside chance at only 28 points out right now. That's not that far. Um, and you've got guys ahead of him like Suarez, who had massive problems last week. Almendinger is probably going to be starting in the back like we just talked about. McDowell, I mean, can he keep doing what he's doing? It's amazing, but can they keep it up? Right, and McDowell's been horrible at Richmond lately, for the record. I was about to place the top 10 bet on him again because it was a huge number. And then uh, Ryan talked me out of it quickly from looking at his statistics. I was like, oh boy, no, thank you. Um, but then, and then it's Wubba Wallace up ahead of him. But I mean, there's potential if Gibbs could make this in. You could have the 16 car playoff field, have all four Gibbs cars, potentially only two Hendrick cars out of that fifth 16 field. You could get all six Toyotas in the playoffs. Very, very possible at this point. They're putting a lot of effort behind Ty Gibbs. They're going to make sure he gets a chance. Uh, if strategy comes into play, like we saw at the spring race, Josh Berry in the nine car finished second based on strategy. Richmond is a heavy strategy track, a lot of tire wear, a lot of things going on there. But you talked about it. Gibbs has been good here in the one start. We actually got to see it, right? Engine expired early last fall in only his second career. Or no, I think, it, I think Richmond was a little later. It was in August last year. So a couple starts in, but still didn't get a chance to show us. But ninth place here in the spring, that was a good, solid finish for Gibbs. He won this race in the Xfinity Series from the pole last 
or last spring rather, but won at Richmond in the Xfinity Series from the pole. So we know he can get it done. Tyler Reddick, not really that good here. Not that impressive. He's never finished better than 11th. He was 16th in the spring. Last year, a 12th and a 31st. He had a 15th and a 20th before that, and an 11th before that. Not really any great finishes. And tracks where Tyler Reddick is not historically good, he doesn't show up and start being good has, uh, like recently either. Even with the switch to Toyota, we think that Toyota should be fast here. I like the other five Toyotas a lot more than I like Tyler Reddick. It's just not his type of track. And it seems like tracks where he hasn't done good in the past, he's not turned that around. So give me Tyler, Tyler Gibbs over Tyler Reddick. We'll go with that. <laughs> Minus 120 over on Caesars in the Battle of Tyler's. <laughs> Is it Tyler Gibbs? I don't think so. I, I think didn't it's think so either. Ty. I think it is just Ty. Uh, it, I know Corey LaJoy always calls him Tyrone Gibbs, but uh, <laughs> I also don't think that's his, uh, his given name. Probably not his proper Christian name, no. Uh, no, I like it. Obviously, I made a case for him as a top 10. I I mean, think he could even it is. squeeze it's in the Tyler, top five. Tyler Randall Gibbs. Look, Look at, at that. that. It is the battle of Tyler's. It is the battle of Tyler's. So you'll take the Tyler of the Gibbs variety in that right. one. I like it. Like I said, I like it. Um, I'm going back to the well. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to take bread, 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 K. Bread, 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 K. As a top 10 car. This one's at even money over on Caesars. He did it earlier this spring, and he did it in fine fashion. His average speed ranking was 8.25, uh, or 8.5 rather. He did finish in 10th, but like I said, he was at 8.5 in average speed ranking on this track, or this spring. I mean... Again, we've we've documented how well Brad Keselowski's been doing uh, overall this season, especially given the last, what, four, the last five. And and I suppose even if you want to go back to Sonoma, 16th at Sonoma, 11th at Nashville, poor showing at Chicago, but I always toss that out anyways. Sixth place at Atlanta, fifth place at Loudoun, 16th place last week at Pocono, but I don't think that was his fault. That was strategy's fault. Brad was running around uh, inside the, the top 10 for most of the day. He was battling around. In fact, wasn't he? He was even battling for the lead, but pit strategy kept uh, kept screwing him. So I don't think that was necessarily his fault. So we'll just chalk that up to poor management. But even still, his history here at Richmond is actually quite phenomenal. 27 starts, 13 top 10s, 6 top 5s. His last few finishes, 10th place last year, like or last spring rather, uh, 15th last year in the fall, that was sort of his rebound. That was sort of his coming back out from having a, a ridiculously bad season. But he had, was having a bad season. And, in fact, a 13th place showing in the spring just proves that even during the midst of a really bad stretch, he can still put finishes together here. 13th in 2021, 14th in 2021 in the spring. He won this in the fall of 2020. He got 4th in 2019, 7th, 9th, 8th, 11th, 2nd, 4th, 11th, 8th, I won't go back any farther because it was all in the two car, but, you know, muscle memory, knowing how to get around this track, knowing where to put the car. In a good season where Brad Kozlowski is actually steadily improving over the course of this season too, being inside the top 10 does not seem like that much of a far-fetched. And, I mean, you're barely getting him at plus money, but you're getting him at plus money. And like Cody and I were talking about, the top 10 odds are not necessarily all that sexy. So getting somebody at plus money like this, I think, is, is a good good deal. It's funny you say they're not all that sexy, and we've got more top ten odds than I think we've ever given out. Before. I, you're right, I know. But there are some, there are some pretty decent values. I like your case for Kozlowski sticking to the top ten train, sticking to the Ford train, and jumping back on the SHR train just for the short flat tracks. Again, 
will quickly be jumping off of this bandwagon as soon as we go back to a track that's not a short track, which Michigan next week is not a short track and will likely be fading these SHR. No, not likely. We'll be fading Chase Briscoe again next week, but I'm on him again this week, Rod. This is we're just going to keep playing this game with Briscoe. He is good at short, flat tracks. One of the worst teams everywhere else. He was horrible at Pocono. Ends up getting spun late, but he wasn't doing anything before that. Racing with BJ McLeod, Josh Balicki every week. But when it comes to the short flats, he is good. Over at iFantasy Race, uh, on the short flat tracks, Ryan has him at a 9.7 average finish. If you take out the gateway race where he did have some issues there. Um, finished 12th here in the spring, 11th and 23rd last year. Um, but that 23rd place finish, as Ryan noted, was one of those random Ford fires that we were having last year. Briscoe was a victim of that. Luckily, they seem to have gotten that to fix, knock on wood. But Briscoe just recently finished 10th at New Hampshire for us and was running. I mean, he even almost maybe not had a chance to win, but there was points at the end where we were getting into those overtime finishes where I was like, oh, watch out for Briscoe because he's right there. Uh, did cash the top 10 for us at New Hampshire. Uh, fifth place at Martinsville, seventh place at Phoenix, won at Phoenix last year. He has had a good finish at Bristol Dirt. Very, very good on short, flat tracks. So again, going to bet on Chase Briscoe this week, and we're going to bet against Chase Briscoe again next week. I'm already telling you this in advance because this is just how it works with Briscoe. For whatever reason, it's almost like it's almost like he's getting in a Rick Ware car at all these mile-and-a-half tracks and bigger and just you know running in the back with them. And then it's like he gets into a, I don't want to say a Hendrick car, but into a Stuart Haas car that you would expect and runs how you would expect at a short flat track, right? It's been, it's a tale of two completely different teams almost at these tracks. And it's amazing how bad he is at bigger tracks, how decent and pretty good he is at these smaller tracks. So Chase Briscoe plus 200 over on bet 365 for the top 10. And I'm going to go with Eric Almarola double dip in the SHR camp top 10 plus 275 on bet 365. Look a couple of weeks ago in New Hampshire. That's really the biggest example that you're going to get, right? The tire left him, and you know he was leading when that happened and, and obviously didn't finish the race. But uh, that alone just shows you what he can do and how he's just good. He's the short flat track king, not in the sense of he comes out and wins all of them, but in the sense of he's always good at them. Again, to the same thing at Stuart Haas, they've obviously got things figured out. Five of the last six races, he's finished between 6th and 14th. Again, from Ryan over there at iFantasy. Um, so again, five of the last six, you're telling me he's 14th or better? It's pretty close to a top 10 at almost 3-1. to one. I'll take those odds for him to squeeze into the top 10. was 13th here in the spring. Uh, did finish sixth place at Martinsville. Again, that good run in New Hampshire. So like what I've seen out of these Stuart Haas cars on these shorter, flatter tracks, Richmond counts in that category. So give me Almarola top 10 plus 275. Briscoe top 10 plus 200. Both of those over on Bet365. I will add that in the spring, all three, uh, three of the four SH, I, I say all three because I forget Ryan Priest is there. Three of the four <laughs> SHR cars <Does> he count? <laughs> eh, was inside the top 15. And listen, to Priest's credit, he was inside the top 20. He was 18th that day. So not necessarily a bad finish for a guy like Priest, but um, not a top 10 finish like you'd want. But yeah, I'll back you on this one uh, just because you're right. I think we're going to see some speed out of them. And uh, I think yeah. all three And again, just the them being so bad everywhere else mm -hmm. keeps their value so depressed. The books aren't going to, they are pricing them up a little, but they're not going to bring them up too far because it doesn't make sense as bad as they are. But 
We know we've got the the history of how well they're doing, especially this far into the season. And you look at all these short flats, and they've been good at all of the, almost all of them at least. Uh, and so it's just it works out perfectly. And then you always hope the books throw them in a matchup, and you get a jump right back on the opposite side the next week. We'll keep playing that game as long as they let us. Indeed. Uh, all right. My next bet is a matchup. I'm going to, and hold your breath on this one. People are going to gasp, but I'm going to take Chase Elliott over Kyle Bush. This one's at <gasps> plus 100. I know. I know. Over at DK. It's fucking Cody. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to be the voice of the people, right? You they did. Can't you talk did. Right now. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't talk right now, but they could also say and scream at their car or their radio or whatever, but, you know, Rod. Kyle Busch is the man here at... This is just a disgusting head-to-head. It is a disgusting head-to-head, but I'll I'll take it because... Plug your nose when you bet on this one. But I'll take it because, listen, we have just... We said at the beginning of the season, we said a pissed-off Kyle Busch is a dangerous Kyle Busch, right? And he went out and he proved us right, and he came out and and did great things. He won, what, uh, a couple of races early on. He's got three wins now. I don't know what it is about the last couple of weeks. I'm not I'm not really understanding what's happening to that 18 the last couple of weeks. And for a guy like him, a pissed off Kyle Busch is dangerous, yes. But when the wheels start to fall off, that's a different kind of pissed off. That is losing focus right there. That is putting yourself in positions that you shouldn't be in. And he said it himself too. He was like, we just put ourselves in a bad position. We keep putting ourselves in bad positions. This has only been two weeks. I understand, and I know Richmond's been his track, but like Cody said earlier, he was in a Toyota. He's in a Chevy now, and maybe a little bit of that kind of goes away from what it was before, because Kyle Busch, let's face it, on this track, like you said. I got. I, I, I want to share this stat. Okay, go for it. It's, go it's for amazing. It. From uh, Kyle Busch's PR rep, Jimmy White, Kyle has never had a DNF at Richmond in 35 career cup starts. Correct. He's completed, Rod. 14,028 of a possible 14,029 laps. It's true. One lap down finish in 2012 is the only time in 35 starts. He hasn't finished on the lead lap on a, what, seven-eighths mile track or whatever. Like, this is not that big of a track either. I mean, it's true. And listen, in 35 starts, 27 top 10s. 18 top fives, six wins. His average finish here. 14,028. It's a lot. 14,029 possible laps. It's a lot. His average finish, 7.2. You can use all of those numbers to point toward why Kyle Busch needs to be at the other end of this. But Chase Elliott is desperate. Chase Elliott needs to do something. And we want to take... We Chase want to take stats for weeks, Rod. I know, I know, but let's let's. I want to take this real quick. <laughs> Ryan has compiled the best drivers by average finish since the NASCAR break of the last five races. Hamlin is at the top of that, seven point two. Elliott right after that at eight point four. Nowhere on this list is Kyle Busch. I'm just saying, over the last five races, no driver has more than three top tens, uh, or no, yeah, yeah. So Elliott is. The driver that sits there in second. Better consistency for Chase Elliott over the last few weeks. And again, it's not like we're saying that, you know, Kyle Bush is not going to come out and be a gangbuster, but if he puts himself in a bad position for a third week in a row, what do you got to do? For Kyle or for Chase Elliott, fifth at Sonoma, fourth at Nashville, third at Chicago. Chicago was a shit show. He still finished third. 
13th at Atlanta, 12th at Loudoun, 10th at Pocono. So, again, I know Kyle Busch has had a, a, a fantastic run as well, right? We'll go back to Gateway where he won. Actually, let's go back to Darlington. 7th at Darlington, 6th at Charlotte, 1st at Gateway, 2nd at Sonoma, 9th at Nashville, 5th at Chicago, 5th at Atlanta, 36th, though, crashed out at Loudoun, and 21st at Pocono after just a miserable day. So, I, I don't know what it is about Kyle Busch, but I'm going to fade him this week against my own better judgment, I suppose, and against the numbers. Because sometimes, Cody, numbers don't tell the whole story. Sometimes they do not. 35 races, he's only finished off the lead lap one time. But Ooh, it boy. doesn't, I mean, look, after the lead lap, he could still finish in 25th on the lead lap. True. No, you got, that's a valid point, Rod. So. Very valid point. I, this is tough. Like I said, disgusting matchup. It's just, it's two guys who have just, it's been rough for both of them lately. Uh, but to your point, uh, you know, he's he's come out on the, the plus side of things more lately. Elliot has, he's. At least been getting good finishes, and, and Bush has not. So I will give you that. Next up for me, Rod, I'm going to go over to one of Caesars already built parlays. I really like this one. 18 to 1. Ryan Blaney to be the top Ford. Danny Hamlin to be the top Toyota. Um, and obviously, I've already made the case for Ryan Blaney to finish in the top 10. I do think the Fords are going to be strong here, so it's definitely not a walk in the park. Kevin Harvick is going to be really good here. I don't have any bets on him, unfortunately. I'm glad that you do have another one coming up because I really like that one. Um, he's going to be good. I think that Joey Logano is going to be good this week, which if you know me, that's a surprise because I don't know how to predict Joey Logano, but I'm going to go out on a limb, do it this week. I do think he's going to be good. Um, and I expect the SHR cars, the other SHR cars besides Harvick to be good as well. Um, so it's not going to be a walk in the park to be top forward, but we talked about it. We talked about what's possible. He led 122 laps here last year. Um, and he, he, we know that Blaney can get it done if things fall in the right place, which is always the tough part, right? And then Denny Hamlin, he could easily be the top Toyota. Look, he's coming off of a win last week at Pocono. He's riding the momentum. He's been very, very good here at Richmond in the past. Uh, 12 of his last 15 races here, he's finished inside the top six. He was 20th in the spring, but he led 71 laps before he had some issues. Before that, his finishes at this track, fourth, first, second, second a 12th, then a 3rd, and a 5th. Denny Hamlin is very good here, riding the momentum. I think that Joe Gibbs is the team on top of everything right now. I think they're better than the, the Hendrick cars at this point in time, the way that they're trending currently. I expect Denny to be good. I struggled. Spoiler alert, when I came down to picking who I was going to pick to win this race, it's Denny Hamlin, it's Martin Truex, and I was going back and forth. I literally, in the document, Rod, I typed in both of their names, and erased both of their names four or five times while I was trying to decide which one to pick. Spoiler alert, it's not Denny. So this is a way to loop him in and still get that insurance in case he does win this. Then I can maybe get into this bet if Ryan Blaney holds up his side of it with the top forward. So uh, I expect both these guys to be very good. Give me Ryan Blaney top forward and Denny Hamlin top Toyota 18-1 to over on Caesars. I had the very same issue as you as far as wanting to back Hamlin but I think ultimately what I what it's just hard to win back-to-back -back races it really is and I know that we saw Harvick do it last year but it's just it's not easy and again it's not easy when you've won the race with a lot of controversy so you know I know that he's got a lot of speed here I know that he's going to probably come out and have a, a, a bang up day but to be able to cross the finish line first on a short track, Cody, 
This is not like they're going to Kansas or they're going to Texas where they'll string things out, right, and, you know, they'll settle into. No, this is short track racing. All it takes is for somebody, anybody, to say, It's made a few people mad lately, too. <laughs> I'm, it's been pissed off-ville lately. So all it takes is for someone to not lift, <laughs> Danny, uh, to not lift and, and just get in that back bumper and, and you're around, right? It's just so difficult to to predict that that's not going to happen to you. And and to that point, this is a good way to get insurance on in case he does win. Now you've at least, and Blaney still has to pull his weight on the bet, but at least you've got some skin in the game, so it's not a complete total loss if Denny does win and, and you didn't have him as the outright. Very, very true. Uh, all right, well, I am going to, again, go back to my number bets because they're fun and because I'm halfway decent at them. Uh, if it's the only thing I cash this weekend, then it'll be the only thing I cash this weekend. Uh, but I'm going to take, and I like the number for this one. Uh, this is winning car number 0 to 9 at plus 115 over on Caesars. 0 to 9 has some pretty heavy hitters. Obviously, it's got Kyle Larson. Obviously, it's got Kevin Harvick, right? We talked about how both of those guys can win on this track. Brad Keselowski, who's a good, uh, good guy there. It's got Kyle Busch. This is a way to kind of bet on Kyle Busch to win, I suppose, if you don't really believe that he can actually win, but you hope he does. Uh, you won't be mad if he does and you bet on this. And then it's got Chase Elliott. But it's also got Ross Chastain, which we haven't talked about in a very, very long time, but maybe a dormant... Finished third here in the spring, I believe. Exactly. So Ross Chastain is, is not above uh, being able to pop up with a good finish every once in a while and, as we know, can win. He started fourth finished third on this track, which again leads you to believe that there's a possibility for him to be able to actually win this race. In fact, Ross Chastain led 16 laps, so he was in front for some of this race uh, and and early on made a name for himself there. So, like I said, that that's a pretty decent heavy hitter list right there, especially when you got Harvick and Larson and Bush um, and Elliott, just in case, who knows. Uh, but you've got the last two race winners on this track in Harvick and Larson, and then some other ones sprinkled in for some fun at plus 115. So give that to me. Winning car, 0 to 9. Uh, what number does, does Hamlin and Truex drive, Rod? Uh, the uh, number 011 uh, and the number <laughs> 019. Yeah, you better hope so because that's the, that's the biggest issues I have with this bet. But no, like you said, there's a lot of big hitters. I mean, you get Elliott, you get Larson, you get Bush, you get uh, Keselowski even, you get Harvick, you get Chastain. Like, this is a, you get Corey LaJoy. I mean, come on. Right? <laughs> if things go crazy. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not, not at this track, but I, there's a lot of big hitters in this number. So hard to, hard to blame you for taking it at this price. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little more partial to the Toyota side of things this week, but uh, I do think that, that this is not a bad play. Well, here, I'll tell you what, if you really want to, to go and, uh, go on the opposite side of this. They do have the winning number uh, 10 to 19 at plus 190. So, oh, Jesus, Rod. Yes, give me that. What are you doing? But then, 10 to 19 at plus 190? Okay, but tell me other than Hamlin and Elliot who you're getting in that. Uh, well, Blaney. Not in that, I mean, not Elliot. Uh, <laughs> Truex. I'm sorry. I First of Elliot all, you get Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr., which is I rest fine. My case. But you should just put partial units Secondly, on them if you want that. That's a better deal for that. True. That is a good point. That that would be a better way to do it. But uh, 
man. I don't. You get short flat track king Eric Almirola. Not going to win. Blaney, not going to win. You get your guy AJ Allmendinger. Not going to win. JJ Yaley. Get, uh, does Ty Gibbs count? He's in the old eighteen car, right? Nope, that's, nope doesn't uh, count. <laughs> if you're gonna look at this, okay, what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, no, that's a good point. It's no, yeah. If you just bet on those two guys rather than take that. that yeah, I, I get you. See what I'm saying? I'm trying. I'm trying to give it to where look you got to look a, at a, you being all smart betting over here, Ross. I've learned one thing in the course of this and how to bet numbers on this. <laughs> Just saying. I've got. Uh, I've got some breaking news too, so we don't have to wait for tomorrow. Research and development has come back. No issues for uh, either car. So. No tape. And then there's also no behavioral penalties for Pocono. Uh, not for the Larson actions under the yellow, which I thought was interesting because. Larson came up and hit Denny under caution. Mm-hmm. Is NASCAR saying that's okay? Because if that's okay, next week when somebody pisses me off, I'm going to go just drive someone right into the wall because you just didn't penalize him for doing it. Why can't I do it? Could have cut a tire. Could have easily yeah, cut a tire. I mean, oof, boy. But uh, no penalty for the Austin Dillon helmet throw. No Ty Dillon for the wreck with Briscoe. NASCAR viewed that as a... Uh, Racing incident and not for pre not for priest for whatever happened with LaJoy Pop says. <laughs> or whatever happened. I still don't think anybody I don't think anybody's seen video on what happened between them other than the in cars after the fact when Priest was fucking pissed oh, off. Oh, he was pissed off. I couldn't I, I've never seen I've never seen that out of Priest. It's just so yeah, crazy. Was, I've heard that he's he's kind of a hot headed guy, but that was the first time I'd seen that really. That's insane. But it's, uh, man, again, if your car is that bad every week, like I'd be pretty pissed off too. So I, and I'm sure something happened on the track. Obviously, Priest ended up spun out and was the reason for that final caution. So I'm assuming that Corey LeJoy had something to do with that. And and you know, honestly, we'll never know because the the cameras don't follow the 41 and the seven around unless you know as they shouldn't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't like no one's gonna be able to go. Oh, yep, there it was because no one follows him around. But exactly. Uh, all right, let's queue up some winners for this race after a word from our favorite show on the network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. Someone has to win this cookout 400. And as always, we've got the entire field for you. And we're going to make a case for every single person on it. So I'm just kidding. Uh, we do have We do have multiple winners this week, though. There's a case to be made for a lot of people. There is. This is a tough week to go with outrights in the Cup Series. It is tough. It's Truex at the top of the board. You can make a strong case for him. Hamlin, you can make a strong case for him. Larson, you can make a strong case for. Harvick, you can make a strong case for. Uh, And then again, like I said before, Bell, probably not at plus 650. Bush, you can make a case for at 8-1. to 35 races. He's only finished off the lead lap once. You got to be there at the end to win it, right? Byron, a plus A50. He's jumped up. He's won. Logano, you can make a case for. Elliott is in a Hendrick car. I mean, you can always make a case, right? Chastain finished third here in the spring. He's been good at this type of track. Kislowski's been good at this type of track. 
Reddick. I mean, you know, you can make a case, maybe not so much here, but Gibbs, you can even make a case. Like, you can go through and make good cases, especially though at the top of the board. These top four guys, it's almost a coin toss between which one of them will it be. Like I said, for me, I've been on the Toyota train lately, big time, not intentionally, but been big on Toyota and Xfinity, big on Toyota in the Cup Series. I was so torn. Is it Hamlin as a Truex? Is it Hamlin as a Truex? I think one of these guys wins this weekend. I thought about going with Hamlin. I had, like I said, I had him in the document, but I decided I'm not gonna not gonna switch off. I've been betting on Martin Truex Jr. week in and week out here recently, and I have not been disappointed. 35 to 1 at Sonoma, 7 to 1 at New Hampshire, plus 30 to 1 with the John Hunter Nemechek parlay. Toyota's been paying off big for me lately, Rod. I, why stop on Martin Truex Jr. at any point in time here in the next future when he has been running this good? He's plus 500 over on Superbook. His last eight races here, again, for my fantasy racing, three wins, a 3.9 average finish, a 5.2 average running position in his last eight races here at Richmond. That is good. He finished 11th here in the spring. He led 56 laps. If you remember, that's the race where James Small did not tell Truex that he was on old tire, scuff tires at the end. Truex was pissed, should have had a better finish, all of that, blah, blah, blah. Since then, they've figured their shit out. They've got three wins together. You go back, they won the clash, a short, flat track, much shorter, much flatter, but still the same type, right? Third place at Martinsville, second place at Nashville even. Obliterated the field in New Hampshire, leading 254 of 301 laps. Third last week, he led 20 laps. James might have fucked him out of another win by putting tires on when he didn't need tires probably. But Martin Trex Jr., why jump off the train now, right? There's not been a week lately that I have regretted betting on Martin Trex Jr. I felt like every time I've bet on him lately, my money has been in play. He's cashed for me multiple times. I'm not going to quit that now. I'm not going to jump over on the Hamlin bandwagon just because he won last week. I expect Hamlin to be very, very good. I won't be surprised if he wins this. Uh, and I think, again, a Larson could win this. I, there's some other guys that could win this. But I, if if Hamlin and Truex aren't the best two cars on the day, I will be shocked. I think they're going to be the best cars. Give me Martin Truex, 5-1 to one over on Superbook. I don't know if I've ever played this next guy as an outright before on the show, Rod. It's very possible that I haven't. I don't think so. Jo I'd have to go Joey back. Joey Logano, 14 to 1 over on Superbook. He's too good to pass up this week. Five of the last six races here, he's finished inside the top seven, a 4.8 average finish. Again, going back to iFantasy Racing. Uh, and like Ryan pointed out, if you take out the, and that's all taking out the spring of 22 race where he had some pit issues. Um, He's got two wins here. He led 222 laps last fall. He has one DNF in his entire career and 28 starts in this race. That was for an engine trouble. Um, and in those 28 starts, 12 times he's finished inside the top five. Like I mentioned before, we saw it a couple weeks ago in New Hampshire. He finished second place. We saw it at Phoenix. He's been fast. Uh, they've been, this Penske program, the Fords in general, pretty strong on the short flat track. So give me Joey Logano, 14 to one. I feel like, I don't expect him to be the fastest car in the day, although he could be one of them, right? And we saw some speed from him again last week at Pocono. He comes out, he wins stage one, gets caught up in the mess. Very, very frustrated at the tow truck driver. Uh, and he's got a sour taste in his mouth, right? And we all know Joey, when he puts that helmet on, he's pissed off. The fuck out of the way because he's good, right? He could get it done. And staying in that Penske Ford camp, 
Ryan Blaney, 22 to 1. Maybe it's time to bring back Ryan Blaney's corner. I don't know, Rod, because I've had a few bets on him today, but I'm feeling a Blaney weekend. I've not bet on him a ton lately because it is so iffy. But if you've got him at 22 to 1, if he's a good car and something goes wrong, this is much like Sheldon Creed in the Xfinity series, much like Sammy Smith in the Xfinity series. You expect him to be good. You just expect something to go wrong when it happens. You shrug your shoulders and say, okay, it did. But when things stay not going wrong, they're going to be good. They're going to get solid finishes. They're going to be in the conversation at the end of the day. He led all those laps here last year, 122 laps. He's been good in the past. Had the best car at Phoenix in the fall in the championship race. Gladly ran behind Logano to allow him to win the championship, all that crap. He was good at Phoenix again this year. He's been good lately. Give me Ryan Blaney, 22 to 1. I'm telling you, Rod, it's going to be the Truex and Hamlin show. It is. It is. And listen, for Joey Logano's sake, it's crazy that he led 222 laps of that race. That's that's a lot of laps to lead to not win the race, unfortunately. So a lot of frustration in that. And yeah, I, I can't even argue because the numbers point exactly toward Hamlin. They, Hamlin, they, they point toward Truex. And I love the Truex play out of this too as well. But um, I'm going to go where I think the odds are a little bit better for a, a, a win here, and that's Kyle Larson at plus 650. Talked about it. He won this race in the spring, uh, and he led 93 laps, which was the second most. William Byron, his teammate, led 117 out of that, but he did lead 93. It was him and Byron. Remember at the beginning at the, this race? It was basically just the two of them, and nobody could really stop either one of them. Um, and for Kyle Larson, listen, this last week, when he was pissed off and, and a little bit uh, irritated and sad, he's like, I'm just going to go jump in my my dirt and I'm going to go get this all out of my head, right? He has that mechanism to be able to go out and clear his head. And we all know that he can win on any given week. He is the king of being able to just go out and, and, and win a race. So for Kyle Larson, I think six and a half to one is kind of a really good deal for the guy that won this in the spring i know that you know recently it hasn't been all sunshine and roses for kyle larson and this season has not been what that five camp wants out of a guy like kyle larson a former champion like kyle larson but i mean he had a string of top 10 finishes going into uh atlanta in fact they were all what top five? Oh no all but one were top fives then he had third place at new hampshire who knows what could have happened at uh, at Pocono last week, if he wouldn't have have gotten into it with Denny, he started third, and we both know what was going on there at the end. Maybe had the opportunity to win. Maybe had the opportunity at least for a good top three finish, uh, but that got taken away from him. So he hasn't been poor. He hasn't been running poorly lately. I mean, Atlanta was a crash, but that's Atlanta. We can kind of toss that one out. So that that five teams been putting it together uh, better than it has lately, and. Like I said, I'll lean to the spring where he actually won this race to to point to the fact that he could probably do it again. And you got to know that this five team is looking for redemption. They want they want to go out and show that they're still the the team to beat. So I like him at six and a half to one. Find that I, I find out on a super book. I think I found that also on Caesars. It's a couple different places where you can find that. And then uh, I found now. Listen, I found Harvick right around that same number as Larson on. I believe it was Caesars. I think he was six and a half to one yep. on Caesars. Six and, yeah. and a half on Caesars. Yeah. So I, I shopped around a little bit because I was like, you know what? I, I like Harvick, but I don't know if six and a half one is enough to pay. So I went to Superbook. Got him at plus eight hundred. He's eight to one on Superbook. Absolutely love this number. We talked about how ridiculously dominant is uh, he is on this track and. 
listen, I mean, for Kevin Harvick, he's got four wins on this track, 30 top 10 finishes and 44 starts, 18 top fives. Three of his last four races have all been top five finishes with that win in 2022 where he led 55 laps. I mean, it is a long shot-ish for a reason because obviously Kevin Harvick is not necessarily putting together the type of season that he wants out of the year. But if anybody can go out on a high note on a track that he's been so completely dominant on, it's Kevin Harvick. And honestly, his final season needs something like this to happen because so far he's sort of been going out with a whimper. And if you know Kevin Harvick, he came in with a bang and I don't think he wants to go out as the driver that was staying past his prime, you know, with that last season that was just sort of a swan song for him. So, um, yeah, I mean, Kevin Harvick, like I said, I like the number better at plus 800 than I do at plus 650. So I'll go ahead and load up on that because, you know, if we're going to, we're going to run narrative street, that could happen. He's actually nine to one over on uh, bet 365. So Ooh, even, even better. better number, make sure you're shopping around. Um, Larson, the case can definitely be made, right? He won here earlier in the spring. That alone is enough of a case. It's Kyle Larson. He dominated at North Wilkesboro, uh, you know, another shorter, flatter track. It was also a race from format and all that, but he was really fucking good. Uh, and so uh, the case can definitely be made. Harvick, I love. I was hoping for a little bit of a bigger number. I, I brought him up yesterday on the recap show, but as I got into it more, it's just it's going to be the Truex Hamlin show, Rod. So give me the Truex Hamlin exact, Truex first, Hamlin second, 18 to one over on Caesars. Calling my shot this weekend. I think it's Toyota. I think it's Joe Gibbs. I think it's Truex. I think it's Hamlin. They're going to be one, two, 18 to one over on Caesars. Cody with the exacta. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, then get out your pen and paper. Let's go over these bets so you too can add the exacta to your card. Cody started you out with Bell as a top five car at plus 160 at bet 365. I gave you Harvick as a top five car at plus 110 on Caesars. Cody followed that up with Blaney as a top 10 car at plus 100 on Caesars. I said Gibbs would be a top 10 car. We're all over this top 10 market at plus 160. I think we have the entire top 10 cornered here at this point. Uh, Cody gave you Chase Briscoe as a top 10 car at plus 200. Amarola as a top 10 car as well at plus 275. Both of those on bet 365. I said Brett K would be a top 10 car at plus 100 on Caesars. Cody gave you Ryan Blaney as a top Ford. Denny Hamlin as a top Toyota. Put those together at 18 to 1 on Caesars. I said Chase Elliott would finish better than Kyle Busch at plus 100 on DraftKings. Cody said that Ty Gibbs would finish better than Tyler Reddick. The Battle of the Tylers at minus 120 over on Caesars. I said the winning car would come from between 0 and 9 at plus 115. Cody gave you Truex at plus 500 on Superbook, Joey at 14 to 1 in Superbook, and Blaney at 22 to 1 on DK to win. Plus, threw in the Truex Hamlin Exacta at 18 to 1. I gave you Larson at 6.5 to 1 and Harvick at 9 to 1, both on bet 365. Or, I'm sorry, I'm, Harvick's at 9 to 1 at bet 365. Larson is at plus 650 on Caesars to win the cookout 400 at Richmond. Closing in on the end of the regular season, Cody. Woo, man, it's crazy to think that we're going to be at the playoffs soon. Yeah, it is. We've only got five races left. You know what that means, Rod? That means that some guys are actually locked into the playoffs officially <laughs> now. Uh, I know Stenhouse. One, two, three, five. Stenhouse was talking about how he was locked in. 
but I don't know that that's Ross Chastain hasn't won this year, has he? No, he's not. No. So if Chastain were to overcome the ninety-eight point difference and win the regular season title, I think that that Stenhouse could technically be knocked out still, but long shot, I think at this point. So, uh, yeah, guys are this is where guys really, really start getting locked in. Obviously, the guys with multiple wins are actually locked in. Um, but now, as we go through these next five races, if we don't have new winners, you're going to continue to lock guys in. So, well, yeah. How do we forget that he won at Nashville, Chastain? We forgot. Oh, shit, he did. We win, forgot about okay. Nashville. So, yeah, he is locked in then because, uh, yeah, Truex, Byron, Hamlin, Bell, Chastain, Bush, Larson, Harvick. Harvick hasn't won. Harvick's 110 points out. That's a pretty hefty climb in five races if he doesn't win one. So I would say that that Stenhouse probably is locked in. So now all these guys that have wins locked in, I guess you you could say. So uh, yeah, we're gonna and then you know Harvick Keselowski sitting pretty comfortable, plus one sixty three, plus one twelve, Busher plus one eleven. But if you got three winners that are outside, which guys like Elliott, guys like Bowman. There's there's guys outside that could win for sure, um, so yeah we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty. But that that playoff cut line, and this is actually the last week of the regular season for the trucks. Rod, we'll talk about that when we get to the truck series. They're setting their playoff field after today or after this weekend, so going to be crazy. But uh, yeah, keep your eye on that playoff cut line because uh, that bubble is is getting tight, getting close. It'll be interesting to see who can work their way in and uh, who gets left out on the outside looking in when we head into the playoffs. So crazy. Uh, all right. Well, then we will be back tomorrow with either Cups or Xfinity or Truck Xfinity, rather, uh, whatever they give us first. So obviously catch that show and then we'll find out who or what is next after that. Of course, DFS and Underdog as well. So, uh, yeah, man, a lot of fun to be yeah. had. This and then week. if you're uh, you're looking for SRX picks, we didn't talk about them today like we have been, but there will be shortly, probably after this one, a uh, F1 gambling podcast special edition. We're going to recap the IndyCar races at Iowa, talk about our amazing week of betting over there. Hopefully, you tailored all of that stuff. In my time there, I was at those races as well, so that was a lot of fun. And then we're going to cover SRX, give out our bets over there. So make sure you get those in for Thursday Night Thunder over on ESPN. That's been a lot of fun. We've had some fun betting on that. And uh, yeah, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast later on this week as well. There will be an F1 show uh, for the, uh, the was it Belgian Grand Prix? Belgian Grand Prix beautiful stuff uh all right cody well then as we wrap this one up let everybody know where they can find you on social media yep follow me on twitter at husker underscore z you can find all my work over there as usual i have a cup series uh trucks and xfinity article out this week highlighting some of the best bets some dfs plays all that fun stuff nfl season is almost here rod i have got uh nfl team special parlays DraftKings had some uh some different parlays pre-cooked up well a couple different guys do this so my best bets on that article is out. That was a lot of fun to write. Offensive player of the year and defensive player of the year articles coming out in the next seven days before the end of the month. So be on the lookout for those. Lots of fun stuff. Again, follow the show at NASCAR Gambling. Check out the F1 Gambling Podcast. I'm tired of talking now. Yeah, follow all those things. Smash like, smash the subscribe button, the like button, the bell. All the buttons. Push them all. <laughs> it's Five-star ratings. Leave reviews. It's what you yeah, love to hear your podcast host say. Oh, I'm tired of on, talking. I said follow me on Twitter. Apologies. Follow me on X. 
Ah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Find me on X at RJV Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, I'll be hopping on the back road with Elliot. We're going to talk about Richmond there, and of course, check out Fast Money on for Frequency Sake. Subscribe there. They love seeing that. They love seeing you guys checking that out as well. A little bonus bet action for you. And if you fancy yourself a true DJN, I got soccer stuff out on Odd Shopper right now on YouTube. Go find that. Women's World Cup going on. Uh, it'd be nice if you got in the comments and told me, add a boy, and let me know that uh, I'm not wasting your time. So, uh, all right. We'll see you tomorrow. Trucks Xfinity. Who knows? We'll get there. Uh, until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>